welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action, helping others, and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts... Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back. We have a fun show today. This is another um, section that we're going to be including in our new book, which is coming out next year. This is going to be a really cool topic for those of you who feel, and this is probably all of you, <laughs> those of you feel like life is getting away from you, like you're not doing the things that you want to do, that you're essentially start, uh, time starved and you know, you're basically being killed by a million little paper cuts. And at the end of the day, you're not sure really what you were able to get done, that kind of emotion. That's something all of us experience. It's very easy to fall into that trap um, because we really just need to take a step back to have some objectivity. And on today's podcast, that's what we're going to hopefully help you guys do is take a step back in your lives, look at yourself as introspectively as you can, and then we're going to give you a uh, a mental uh, process to kind of reassemble what matters most to you. And it won't take long. I mean, I'll tell you exactly how long it'll take. Probably about 20 minutes. Okay, that's how long it'll take. So make sure you're taking good notes. Brokers, office managers, I know you use this podcast a lot um, for your training. And um, so, guys, listen, I'm just going to start out by saying I totally understand that this time of year is hectic. This time of year, you're going to have your kids out of school. You have the demands of your job. You have, been, you know, the markets, I get all of it. I feel all of it. We experience all of it through our coaching clients and we lived it because we sold real estate. So I totally and completely understand where you're coming from. And as a result of uh, essentially being um, you know, sucked into that, you will lose days, weeks, months, and an entire year, not knowing really what you've got accomplished. So the point of today's show, and really what I want you guys to have as your goal is to listen to today's show and then know that you have the ability to control your ultimate outcome and what you're going to accomplish and what matters most to you. We're going to help you, hopefully, to determine what, what matters most to you. We're going to help you go through your own sort of mental, emotional checklist to know what is the most important thing so we make sure those things get done, right? So before we get to point number one, um, a couple quick reminders. Uh, I just got an um, email from Tom in our office who said we have three spots available for the June class of Harris Certified Coach. So those of you who want to become a real estate coach, and I know I'm not speaking to all, oh, by the way, Julie, 160,000 yesterday. What? Yep. So I'm not not speaking to all 160,000 of you. Not every one of you wants to become a coach. I get that. But there are a certain percentage of you, and I'll tell you who this is really perfect for. It's not perfect for, you know, you could say, well, okay, someone's been in the business for a long time and, you know, has a lot of real estate transactions. That Obviously, that's true, but that's not necessarily true. This is perfect for anybody who basically wants to have or has the mindset of being a service to other people. That's really it. If you have that, it doesn't matter if you've not been in the business forever or haven't sold a billion houses or if you have sold a billion houses. This is the perfect add-on income spoke for you. And it's a great, you know, it's very cathartic being, um, you know, being a certified Harris certified coach. But I'll tell you from a practical, tactical standpoint, because Julie and I live by the Boy Scout thing of, you know, what, being prepared for the worst, hope for the best, be prepared for the worst. What this truly is for some of you who have basically been around the bend, been through recessions. I mean, I think Julie and I've been through four recessions. The last one, you know, 10 years ago, that was certainly more than a normal recession. Well, we're due for another one, aren't we? So for those of you who want to have an income hedge, those of you who want to have a source of income other than basically 
real estate commissions, this is a surefire way for you to make it so that whatever comes next in the economy, you at least better your chances of smoothing out your income. And that's really a different way to think about it. So yes, there's the emotional aspects of being a coach and all that's easy to understand. But I will never want you guys to make a decision that's related to business that's not at least I'd say rooted in essentially making money. Because really at the end of the day, when you provide services to other people, if you're just doing it for free, you're running a nonprofit. And we are not advocates of you guys running nonprofits. You know what I'm saying. I mean, if you want to run a nonprofit, run a nonprofit, but don't run a don't run a business that you claim is for profit while you're making no profit, which is the plague of most brokers and agents. So when you do when you are exploring becoming a Harris certified coach, we're going to very clearly explain to you how you can actually make profit from this. So whatever comes next in the economy, you're going to be over prepared. That's announcement number one. Announcement number two is I also just checked. We have six open spots for free coaching calls. Uh, the rest of, uh, I think, for the next two days. So if you want a free coaching call, just go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com. You'll be connected directly to one of our new member coaches, and they'll help you work on your lead generation wheel. Some of you are, uh, you know, essentially saying, where are all my deals? I was supposed to have more transactions under my belt by, you know, this time of this year. And you're wondering what you can do to generate more leads. Well, go request a free coaching call at freecoachingcallsforagents.com. And by doing so, you are not only going to get a coaching call with a coach who's going to walk you through how to build your lead generation wheel, but we're also going to give you six books, two of which are my favorites, which is Think and Grow Rich for Real Estate and The Real Estate Treasure Map. So freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Oh, and if you want information on how to become a Harris Certified Coach, I don't think I said this, just go to harriscertifiedcoach.com, harriscertifiedcoach.com. You can scroll to the bottom of that page and read the FAQs. Or if you'd like to, you can just email me directly, tim at timandjulieharris.com, and I'll point you in the right direction. All right, Julie, welcome to today's show. And I know you're going to start out by telling a story. Yes. Okay. I was going to do a Facebook shout out, but we can save that. For oh, no, no. Go ahead. Do that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, that's okay. You and I watched this fantastic video that's posted on our private Facebook page for our coaching members. And this was posted by premier coaching member Hernan Sias, or Sias, I think is how he says his last name, S-I-A-S. Julie, and Julie, super Julie, cute. Yes. Put, Julie, you're a little faint. Can you put the mic closer to your mouth? Oh, you got it. Okay. I hope this is Oh, better. there you go. Uh, a thousand times okay, better. Good. Yes. All right, it had fallen down my ear. All right, so Hernan Sias, S-I-A-S, and actually the star of the show of this video is his daughter, Mila, and she looks like, I don't know, I'm not good at kid ages, but maybe eight or nine years old probably, super energy and enthusiastic. I wish every agent would watch this video and just do what his kid does. Your comment was, it's funny that he's got her doing it. Where Where is he on this video? But anyway, it was very well done. And basically all it is, it's not very long, but Mila goes through some market stats. How many homes came on the market? How many homes sold? And she's like, yay, good job for people who sold their house and congratulations to people who bought the house. And, and then there's a call to action. If, you're, if you need uh, her dad's help buying or selling, here's how you do it. You sign up here. And then she says her dad pays her a dollar for everyone who responds. And I guess this has become, I guess she even has a fan page over this. So I thought it was pretty awesome and a great way to communicate with your database, which all of you guys admit to needing to do more of. And there's already some responses there, some of our other coaching members saying, absolutely, we're going to steal this idea and launch it. So killer lead generation idea there. You, you, there's no way you could turn this video off. She does such a killer job on it. So and I think you would agree with that. Tim, you watched that with me this morning. 
Yeah, it's fun. That would be a great video to send your centers of influence and past clients, but also just the general market. Obviously, something like this can have. Yeah, because it's so it's funny, really. You know, it, that's really yeah. what it is. But I did. I when Julia is showing it to me, my first thought really was, you know, because at the end of the video, you see this hand coming from you know nowhere and giving this kid a dollar. And I just, I said to Julia, I, I wonder why he just doesn't do this himself. He had to pay his daughter to do it, but it was all in jest. I Probably know. her doing it's more effective because it's certainly cuter. I'm sure. Probably. Yeah, well, we didn't turn her off, so it's all good. No, you uh, watched So check that it. Yep. out for our, our listeners. Yeah. All right, so back to what we'll call, I've always thought of this as the big rock story or the rocks in the jar. So let's sort of just paint a picture. This is a quick story, but it's all about making sure that you are in alignment with your goals. And some of you struggle with that, not knowing how to actually go about goal setting. So I want you to imagine that you are in a room and Tim is the speaker and Tim gets everybody quieted down and pulls out a big, like a wide mouth, like a large pickle jar, the kind of big glass jar you might get at Costco and it's empty. He places it next to a pile of maybe fist sized rocks. And then he fills the jar to the top with all of these rocks and asks all of you, is the jar full? And of course, everybody is going to reply, yes, because you stuffed all those jars into that big glass jar. Well, then, Tim, you reach underneath the podium and you get out a bag of gravel, like pea gravel, that sort of thing, and you add it to the jar. And you jiggle the jar until all the gravel fills the spaces in between the rocks and ask the group, is it full? Well, now they're on to you. And most of them will say, well, probably not. And you're going to say, is it full? And they're going to say, nope, must not be full. Well, you're going to fill the jar then with the glass of water sitting on your podium and ask, is it full now? And so, of course, now that it's full of water, we can't add anything else. But remember, when we just put in the big rocks, we thought it was full. So what is the point of this demonstration? And some of you may adopt this when you're doing this as a session to your brokerage or an office meeting or a team meeting, and you certainly can mentally think of it for yourself, what's the point? Well, a lot of you would say, even though you think everything is full and you're super busy, you can always fit more stuff into your life if you really work at it. Well, that's one answer, and that's true. But the point is, if you don't put in the big rocks first, you're not going to get them in at all. Because what would have happened if you put the water and the gravel in first and then the rocks? Well, you'd have some water overflow and you'd only have accounted for the tiny little gravel, not the big significant rocks. So what are the big rocks, the anchor goals in your life? How can you make your own world healthier, happier, more productive, more profitable? You've got to think of the big rocks in the jar. And when you're making decisions, ask yourself, is this one of the big rocks? So in the treasure so, map, which all of you guys get, you know, we do the goal setting and this, this ties into that. So go ahead, Tim. Well, so conceptually, the jar is only so big, right? That'd be, you know, the time you have to spend. And the big rocks represent the things that are most important to you. And to Julie's uh, story, if you put in, which most of us do, this is the reason you feel like you're burning at both ends, you never get anything done. If you throw in all the gravel first, which is all the little minutia of life, then the big rocks, they don't even fit in. They don't, they'll never, they'll never get accomplished. So if you really truly want to feel like you're having a life worth living, 
every day, not just now and then. That you know, it's interesting. Um, some of you only feel really connected to life when you're on vacation or when you're like on the weekends or things like that. Other than that, you're just putting your time. You're in the coal mine, as Julie and I say. Well, what if you all always were working towards the accomplishment of some of these big rocks? The key is, is to acknowledge the fact that you, number one, can put your big rocks in first. You can choose to ignore the minutia and you need to first then def decide what those big rocks represent to you. And so what we coach all of you guys to do is focus on the five areas of life. And we're going to actually kind of work you walk through the process of uh, choosing what your big rock should be. Because a lot of people, what they do is they'll choose these, you know, they'll goals based on what they heard other people say. I mean, that's really how most people go about goal setting. Well, you know, Steve said he should lose 20 pounds. So I guess I'm gonna lose 20 pounds. You know, Barney says he wants to go to wherever I guess I, you know, they don't actually think about what's most important to them. And you know, it's fascinating to me because if you were to run to a little kid and ask a little kid what they want, and I know because we have a little kid in our house and we're to ask Zoe what she wants, it takes her about two seconds to tell us exactly what she wants. But as we get older, Long what happens? Still. It's not that we it's not that we forget, right? Sure is. It's not that we forget what we want. It's that we're afraid to say it out loud because we don't want to be disappointed if we don't get it. I want you guys to hover there for a second. So it's not that you don't want, okay, fill in the blank, a new car, you know, new clothes, a new house, a new, you know, lose weight, do all these things. It's not that you don't want those things. It's just that you've and I don't even want to use the word settled. It's it's not even settled, it's something else. You just don't want to admit that you want them. Because if you admit that you want them, then you have to be responsible or at least work towards being responsible for accomplishing them. And if you don't, then you're worried that emotionally you won't be able to handle the failure. That's an interesting kind of string of thoughts, isn't it? So if you decide, for example, you, and this is, a, this is you know, essentially what goes on, maybe consciously, maybe subconsciously in a lot of us. If you say you want to, I don't know, let's pick a really juicy goal, save $100,000. But you know what? For most people, that's not that exciting. So let's say you want to take an entire month off and you want to travel the world. And to do that, you're going to have to raise $50,000, save $50,000, however you're going to do it. And it's always been your fantasy to go all these places. I mean, when you're not doing anything, you read travel magazines, you read books about travel, you love Travel Channel, you, you uh, intentionally uh, look for things that are made in the countries that you want to visit one day. So you've been like this your whole entire life. The, the travel lust is strong within you but you've never done anything about it. You're, the farthest you've gone has been five states away, or maybe you went to Florida or flew to New York once for a day. Those types of experiences, which is most of America. So what if you were to decide, you know what? I only live once. I'm dead a real long time, which by the way is true, <laughs> unless you know Buddhists are right. But that aside, let's just operate on the understanding that you only live once and you're dead a real long time. So you might as well get the most out of this life. So let's just start out with the idea that it's okay to be greedy with the time you have on this planet because you only have so much, thus the size of the jar that the rocks must fit within. So when you're trying to decide what those goals are, I, I gave you guys a, for example, goal of doing the travel. Okay. So you know that you want to travel the world, or maybe you just want, let's just make you make it tighter. You want to go to Italy for two weeks. That's fun. It's Italy is amazing. So you're going to do a really great vacation. You're going to fly into Southern Italy. You're going to take trains, planes, and automobiles on your way up. You're going to go to Florence. You're going to go to all these wonderful places. Even as I say these things out loud, I'm sure Julie and I are both thinking the same thoughts of the last time we were in Italy, which was 2011. Wonderful, wonderful place to go on vacation. Don't know if I'd want to live there, but great place to visit. So you are going to have to save up, let's say in this example, 15 grand. How do you do it? That represents a big rock for you because it's a lifelong dream. In order for you to do that, you're going to have to have a plan. So that big rock of going to Italy for a month or two weeks, that all of a sudden becomes 
a goal. A goal is a dream with a deadline. We talked about this on the podcast the other day. So the first thing you do, deadline, remember, the first thing you do when you're trying to accomplish a goal, and this is the, where the magic starts happening. I don't understand really why it all works this way, but it does. As soon as you choose a date in which you're going to have it accomplished by, almost like magic, your brain starts working on it and coming up with solutions on how you're going to do it. Like instantly. I want you guys all to experiment with that right now. Seriously. Choose something that you want in life. And it can't be something you can just easily do. Like you can't just go to Amazon, click buy now and have it done and say, oh, I did it. I want you to actually think of something that's a meaningful uh, goal. Maybe it's writing a book. Maybe it's losing weight. You know, maybe it's, I don't know. You guys tell me what's something that's really going to be juicy. Now, okay. Do you have it in mind? You're still working on it? It's okay. Here's what I want you to do next. Choose a date and that you're going to be have it accomplished by. So whatever it is, um, let's, let's pick a new goal. You want to have a book written about this um, story you've had in your head ever since you were a kid. You always work on it, you know, when you're in between appointments. And it's sort of like this, this fantasy, this daydream that you meander back to. It's a book inside your head that must be written. Some of you experience that. I know Julie and I do. Um, that's the reason we write books. And so we can't put that to sleep. We can't stop. When Julie and I are going on long drives, when Zoe's watching a video, we start writing the book. We start talking about chapters. We start talking about content. We can't shut it off. Some of you guys are like that too about other things. That's great. So decide when you're going to have the book accomplished by. Don't overanalyze it. Don't think about how you're going to get it published or printed. Don't think about what format you're going to write it in. Don't think about anything else other than when you're going to have the book accomplished by. So what happens is you chose that you're going to have the book, let's say, uh, done by a year. Books are a huge pain in the ass to get done. But let's say you're going to have it done in a year. So what do you do then? Okay, here's your, here's your action plan. You're going to have it done in 12 months. There are a lot of really well-orchestrated software programs out there that kind of coach you through how much you should be writing every single day, coach you through how to organize your thoughts, so let's say you're going to take an organized approach to writing your book. Maybe you've already got it all written in your head and it'll be easier than you think. So then you start putting it on paper. Oh, then your ego keeps in, creeps in. Here's what happens. Your ego is now telling you, dude, what are you thinking about? No one's going to like your book. It's a terrible idea. No, people are going to make fun of you for writing a book. Are you going to, you're going to have to tell people you're writing a book. They're going to want to read it. What if they're really judgy of your idea? What if all of a sudden your idea that you've been working on your whole life sucks and everyone, see what happened? It's now all of a sudden, basically you're back where you started. You just gave up on your dream. You just gave up on your goal. How many of you experience that every single day? Like, you know, you need to lose weight. I always go back to the weight thing because it's easy to understand. You need to lose weight. But how many of you would say, I'm going to lose 30 pounds in the next four months? Whatever the number is, whatever the time frame is, with a date. Okay, you said that out loud. No, did you say it in your head? You probably did, right? Now say it out loud. Go ahead, say it. Say how much weight you're going to lose by what date. Maybe there's two of you of 160,000 that don't need to lose weight. Okay. Got, did you say it in your head? Now say it out loud. When you say it out loud, do you notice how the, vo the doubt, doubtful voice is followed? That's your ego telling you that you can't do it. I know this ego concept is a little obtuse. I get it. I understand it's confusing. Maybe I shouldn't use the word ego, but here it is. We are constantly having to do battle with the things that are trying to basically take the place in the jar of the, you know, of the space that should be our big rocks, the little minutiae, the little gravel, and then we don't accomplish anything. So let's drill down on the weight thing. You're going to lose 30 pounds. I'll even give you six months. How are you going to do it? Easy, right? We talk about it on this podcast all the time, you know, join something like Orange Theory, change your diet, uh, get eight hours of sleep, do uh, 12 hour fasting, you know, do the things we talk about on this podcast that we 
subscribe, prescribe to all of our coaching clients and you'll find that you will lose weight faster than you can possibly imagine and you'll get in great shape. And all of a sudden your attitude and mindset towards life in general will improve because you'll see yourself accomplishing it. I was in a great coaching call with Brandon Jackson today and Brandon is kicking some serious ass this year, having his best year ever. I know he listens. I know his agents listen. Hello, Brandon. And so he is going to Orange Theory. He actually warns me when Orange Theory is really going to suck because he's on the East Coast and we're Central. And he'll tell me, hey, Tim, today's Orange Theory in chat. He'll tell me, Orange Theory really sucks today. <laughs> and he's always right. It does. Um, but you know what? He's been doing it religiously. And he's been doing his prospecting, his lead generation religiously. All those things fit together. Now, what happened? He decided one of his big rocks was getting in, weight, uh, getting in shape and losing weight. And he's done it. He decided that uh, one of his other big rocks this year was saving a certain amount of money. But here's another fun big rock. And Brandon, I'm going to share your other big rock. He wants to buy a 911 Porsche Turbo this year. And he has a specific date in which he's going to accomplish it by, which, by the way, is the next 60 days. In order for him to accomplish that, he had to follow a specific plan so that he was taking care of the most important things in his family, tithing to his church, taxes, savings, all the rest of it. So the, the car money had to go above and beyond all of his other obligations. And he's done it. And he's kicking some serious ass. He had always wanted to lose weight, always wanted to earn consistent money, always wanted to have a, a, a sports car like a Porsche Turbo. But it wasn't until he decided to put those rocks in the, the jar first. And then all of a sudden, all the little minutia stuff sort of started falling along the wayside. Some of it he realized he didn't need to do, but what he really realized, and this is the interesting psychology of it, guys. This is the reason I was telling you these stories about ego creeping in, is ego, in Julie's analogy, his, her story, she can visualize that jar with big rocks in it and gravel in it. The ego is, are the little pieces of gravel. And the little pieces of gravel want to fill that jar as fast as possible so the big rocks have no room to fit in. Remember, the jar represents, you can say, time, your life, you can, you know, whatever you want to have it represent. But the gravel is what takes up all the space. The gravel is what makes it so the big rocks never get accomplished. It's fascinating, isn't it? Suggestion. And again, this is what we have some of our coaching clients do. Literally get a jar, literally get some big rocks, literally write on those, uh, um, those rocks, these following categories. Julie? Okay, so the following categories, and these are also included in your treasure map. We've got these on the website for Premier Coaching Clients. So really, you should memorize these. They don't change. Family, physical, financial, educational, and spiritual. And of course, these are going to mean different things to different people. It's normal to have a lot of goals in one or two categories and then maybe struggle with a couple of other categories. That changes as you attain those goals and replace them through time. So some examples, you gave some great examples of the weight loss, of saving money, of the car. You know, I've had clients say that one of their family goals was to eat dinner together twice a week. Their kids are teenagers, they're always off doing certain things. I had somebody tell me once that their goal was to turn their cell phone off when they were at their kid's baseball game, that that was something they were working on, being present for those family activities. A family goal might be going to Europe for a month and paying cash for it. Okay, That's also perhaps an educational and a spiritual and even a financial goal. So some of these sort of uh, abut to each other. Ultimately, when I'm coaching this, I will do the financial piece last because I want everybody to think bigger on all of the other sections and then fill in the financial part to pay for it. 
a lot of some goals don't cost anything like eating dinner with your family twice a week right that doesn't cost you anything um, but many of your goals like rehabbing your house buying a better car going on a really kick-ass vacation they're going to have a financial aspect so you fill that in later because if you do the finance first your subconscious or your ego is going to work against you and say well you could have that goal but how are you going to afford it do the goals first then you figure out the financial piece and then of course that helps you figure out how are we going to pay for it you divide you know that financial goal into bite-sized pieces and then you have something to work towards just saying i want to lose weight or i want to earn more money i want to save more money that's just a dream that's just that's not even the gravel that's the water floating around the jar it's going to evaporate if you don't do something about it so you've got to be very succinct with us and then this i think you know the rocks in the jar really should stay in your psychology and help you figure out what are those big rocks what's most important to you and your family so again those hey, categories because they're all going to ask yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, so let's let's talk about this. Where this conversation sometimes meanders sure. in an unhealthy way is people thinking they have to have balance. And guys, balance right. is a myth. And I know I look, I know that we get shit for saying that, but it's so true. Don't even try to achieve balance in life. Look, here's why. Because the five categories of life are family, education, spiritual, physical, and financial, right? So in those five categories, it is there is a zero chance that you're ever going to accomplish perfect balance in all five of those things. And that's the way it's supposed to be. That's the way God made life. Because what you're supposed to be doing is focusing on different aspects of that throughout at different points in your life. For a lot of you, the easiest one to understand is right now you're listening to a podcast about making money. And so you're supposed to be focusing on making money. You probably have mouths to feed. You probably have money to save, debts to pay, you know, all the rest of it. You're probably in the prime of your life and you know you have the opportunity to essentially be of service to as many people as possible, and you're wanting to master the craft of being a top-level real estate salesperson, so you can, hey, guess what? Make money. And with that money, you can then spoil yourself and your family. That's what you're supposed to be doing, you see? So if we're not, you know, if you're not doing a lot of spiritual stuff right now at this point in your life, it's understandable. A lot of folks both focus on spiritual when they get older, you see? A lot of folks, so another way of thinking about this is, um, have you guys ever run into people that spend all their time at the gym, you know, they, they're in ridiculously good shape. Um, they spend all their free time working out. That's what they obsess about. Well, then you have a financial conversation with them and they have two cents to their name. They basically haven't spent any time whatsoever on any of the other categories in their life. They haven't read a book in forever other than basically, you know, how to pump iron or whatever, right? So they put all their eggs in that one physical basket. And I mean that in two ways. They put all their eggs in those in the category of physical for goal setting. And as a result of that, all the other things, okay, now is that the way you're supposed to do it? Probably not. You should probably have more of a focus that, you know, depending on your age and other aspects, you know, family, obviously, you know, spiritual, maybe you guys get the point. So don't worry about trying to accomplish uh, balance because the interesting thing, fascinating thing to me is there's so many books out there, so many speakers, so many gurus, so many coaches that tell you that you're supposed to be calling, you know, trying to achieve balance but you get burned out trying to achieve balance. That's the thing that's ridiculous. You guys are feeling, oh my God, I'm burning at both ends. I need a break and all the rest of the normal emotions of life. And then you're saying, I need balance because I listen to some you know, self-proclaimed guru tell me that's what I'm lacking. I need balance. I'm going to go to a balance seminar, read a balance book. And then you're burned out because you can't get balanced. <laughs> I mean, guys, you know, there it is. Give yourself permission not to be balanced because at different points in your life, different things will become important. Um, so that's another one of those myths of life that you're supposed to achieve balance. I, 
I've yet to meet anyone that, and you know, the more successful people are, the less balance they have. And they realize that's the way you have to be because you're not going to get good. You know, just like the guy going to the gym who, or the gal going to the gym who look like, you know, fitness models that didn't have my accent. They had to spend hours and hours and hours and hours doing that really living a lifestyle to look like that. Well, if you want to be super successful in any business, you're going to have to probably have a level of commitment to accomplishing that goal, which will mean the other aspects, the other goal categories in your life are going to be neglected. That's the way it's supposed to be. That's perfectly okay. So listen, guys, if there's anything we can do for you, email me directly, tim at timandjulieharris.com or julie at timandjulieharris.com. Thanks for continuing to make this the number one listen to daily podcast for agents. We love all the support, the emails. It's really, honestly, guys, it's such an honor to um, be in front of, you know, in front with quotes around it, in front of so many of you every single day. It really is a, um, it truly is an honor. It's an honor that you've entrusted us with helping you become successful in this industry. And anything at any time we can ever do to be of service to you, never forget that we're here for you. Tim at timandjulieharris.com or Julie at timandjulieharris.com. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you on the show tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.